Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL License 60, DBO-54873. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Hi. Beautiful. Good. God, you're good. I should never doubt you, even though I do every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is he, is he going to do it again? Hey, of course he's going to do it again. Best ability. That's right. He's, he's always here. Yeah. That's all I do on the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, it. not true. It's not true. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 28, coming at you from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. Fellas, let's go around, talk about what we're drinking. I am drinking once again the, the Feck and Farrell's Irish Red. Was of that course. Scottish? Of course. That Scottish. <laughs> There's just too much know. red going on, too. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. So much red from sorry, literally hat to face to jersey <laughs> to beer. A lot of red. My face turns especially red when I'm doing a Irish, Scottish accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, there <laughs> it is. Oh, my gosh. Shit. Fucking A. All right, <laughs> Mike, to my left, tell him what you're drinking, brother. I am drinking the new cream ale, and Connor, I'm going to just turn it over to you because I just saw it on tap, and you let me have full reign to try it out. So Yeah, so it's actually, it's not super new. Uh, it just came back. Okay. So it is, uh, it's the same base recipe as the cold beer cream ale, but we used a lager yeast instead of an ale yeast, so it's a little bit more thin, a little bit more crisp. Uh, other than that, I mean, it, it's- But what is it called? Sheep shaker. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Sheep shaker. Sheep, Sheep shaker. shaker. Cow tipper. Yeah. Cow tipper became cold beer. Okay. The the reference was funnier when they still had you know relevant names. Yeah, but yeah they don't anymore. What's up so. with you and farm animals? <laughs> I grew up in a farm town. Leave me alone. <laughs> Fair enough. Louisville. Yeah. Okay, so I am drinking the uh, Vesa. Uh That is the go-to. Um, and you know we know what Connor's drinking. Yes, he's drinking the pills. I don't have any funny accent for that. Right. He even yeah. changed the. Freaking keg. Okay. The pills that ran oh, out, and this on. dude changed the keg. Hold on. I want to point out that, Mike, we had a bet. It was uh, just before we were getting ready to start the episode, the keg died. And Mike and I bet. I wanted to do a coin toss, and Mike We didn't have any coins. We didn't. We had no coins. Mike suggested it goes to a flip cup thing, where I just took an empty cup, and if I flipped it perfectly on the first try, I got to drink my beer. If not, I had to change, go to something new. I hit it on the first try, and Mike still bitched. I fi- I figured that your flip cup ability would be like your bags ability when 
when oh, uh, get the you know, fuck Jared and I here. wiped the floor with you guys, if yeah. you don't recall. You so beat I, us I by figured, like two points. I figure someone who drinks as much beer as you do yeah. would probably be good at those type of games, but then you mm. sucked at bags. So I was like, you're definitely going to be bad at Flip Cup. And then no. you were okay. You're, you know. Okay. It took me one try. I'm pretty sure he had his eyes closed when he was doing no, it. No, so. he didn't. Yeah. No, that's just because I, just I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest with us. Yes. Throw it over to him. Brian Christofferson of 24-7 Sports. Thank you for joining us on the No Block No Rock podcast. Glad to be here. And what are you drinking? Got a few cameras here. Yeah. yeah a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You go into those press conferences uh, and there's cameras everywhere. It's become that way. Yes. Now. Yeah. You, you can't, like, itch your nose a little bit. You could be confused for a pick. You know, you got to be... <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. No pick, yeah. No no pick. Just, <laughs> yeah. You just got to ride yeah. with it hanging, right? So you keep, your, keep your hands down on your sides. That's right. Um, I got the, what, the Taco Vesa? Yeah. yeah. Taco Vesa uh, with, uh, with the lime. Brian. Yeah, he did do the lime. Kyle goes no Ta- lime. Taco Vesa. Taco Vesa. Kyle's out here raw-dogging his beers. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry for the pronunciation. It's okay. Oh, no, it's okay. It was okay. great. <laughs> How, what's it take? I mean, you came in, you didn't know exactly what yeah, you I wanted was, to get. And I, that's... I sounded like an amateur. I understand that. No. <laughs> it's, it's easy. I, I said just, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I don't know my, my beers. Just to hook me up. And everybody at the same time said, Taco Vesa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody said lime. And so I said, put the lime in there. So yep. from Freaking scale out. of nine to 10, how would you rate it? <laughs> uh, n- n- it's a 9.7. Yeah. There I'll we go. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Although yeah. limited, it is a good rating. Yeah. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a reason I put those scales from nine heavily, to 10. heavily biased rating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, KB, this is, I want to throw it over to you. This is your kind of time, your time to shine. This is not oh, the yeah. only thing you do is not just the board. Right. You got something for us. Right. Okay. So Brian. At once upon a time, this podcast was established, and we call ourselves the No Block No Rock Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play something for you, and I just want—I just want to see if you know where this came from. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Uh, we have the saying, "No Block No Rock." That's uh, Troy Walters. Okay. Now the second part to this question is: Do you know who asked him the question when he answered with that? I think I might have asked. It was you. <laughs> it was you. Yeah. It was you. So we've come full pat circle. I didn't want myself on the back, but I was thinking like, yeah, that, you know, you forget, but I think that, that worked. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it was you. And so now we've come full circle. We've got Mr. You know, Troy Walters on the recording here, and now we've got Brian Christofferson, the man that uh, that it came from. And so you, you guys are pushing hard to get him on, right? Yes. Well, we've been yeah, trying. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing daily tweets now to see if we can uh, – we can find a way to get yes, him on. By pushing hard. He should be back on Twitter starting today. Yes, right? he said after yeah. the Super Bowl. He's taken yeah. a social media hiatus, and now he's apparently coming back. So if he comes back, he's going to come back to a lot of notifications from our podcast, and it might be weird. Can you get one guest in between me and Troy Walters at least? So yeah. Oh, yeah. We get yeah. followed by Troy Walters. We don't have time for Troy. We got so many yeah. guests yeah, lined yeah, up Troy. between now and him. Yeah. It, it, we would have a lot of yeah no Troy just whenever you're ready man like, yeah you we'll we'll fit you in we'll we'll try to fit you in there <laughs> you know so yeah we just wanted to say like you are one of the the components yeah. the founders components. of, of, yeah, of the podcast almost yeah, yeah. like you yeah. Like, oh, yeah. your check should be coming with they keep right. getting lost in the mail so. yeah yeah seems <laughs> like it seems like it that was uh that happened in the that was when they used to do it on the second floor of the Hawks Championship Center those are where those uh. Um, post-practice sessions were held, and that's also where Mario Verduzco um, came over one day and said, you guys heard about Patrick, right? And that was, uh, he was telling us, Pat, Pat that was, everybody didn't know, but Patrick O'Brien had left the program. So oh, it was like, yeah. uh, that was the way that was broken to us. I, uh, that's what I remember most about that floor. 
You guys heard about Patrick? P.O.B.? P.O.B.? Yeah. No. People are like, no. <laughs> I, in. He's not on the team anymore. <laughs> I, just like that. Uh, personal story. I actually had a class with P.O.B. Uh, and when we were going around, it's first week of classes, whatever, and you know everyone's doing their introductions. And it, I'm not shitting you. It was one of those things where as we're going around, he just like put his hand up. He's like, I'm Patrick. I'm not really here for school. I'm here to play football and win games. Like, that's almost exactly what he said. Like, I that's remember, how he introduced himself? Yes. I remember looking at him and like, oh, no. So. Oh, no. So he didn't do two of those things. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so you fail. Anyway. <laughs> that's yeah. too bad. But I remember. And it was a small class. And I was like, that's such a cocky way to introduce yourself, dude. How did you introduce yourself? Uh, I like to drink beer. Really? Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was pretty much it. Listen, my name is, I work at a brewery. Oh, that's it. My name is Connor, and... Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's one. That's one. <laughs> so, uh, some context on that. I know our listeners have No context. Yeah. We hate context. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck your context. That, that drop can only be used twice an episode, because okay. the first time I said it, uh, it got beat to hell. Yeah, It, we, it was played like just 40 like times your... an episode. Stop it. <sighs> Look, okay. <laughs> Let's just... <laughs> Can okay, we use how that long did that take him? <laughs> that was at least four Sorry, seconds. I was researching Patrick O'Brien. I was trying to remember what freaking school he okay. ended up at. Tell us it what, was what research. State, was it not? Research. He went, no, he went to, well, he ended up at Washington, but did he go, he went to Colorado he State, Colorado. then yeah, Washington. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he played a lot of, I think, well, I mean, he went to a lot of schools. Tristan Jebby has been on a journey himself. He's still, mm-hmm. yeah, in, yeah. his journey is still going. Yes. Ohio so, State. Yeah, uh, I think he's. I get the feeling that's coaching training. Yeah, what that's about. It's like so I'm going to be the yeah. backup if I yeah. take a couple of reps. I'll, I'll learn some stuff from Ryan Day. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, listen, we did our little intro. Let, let's hook the audience in. We got to hook these these suckers into our podcast. Okay. Let's not bury the lead here. Yeah. Brian Christopherson, your colleague, Mike J. Schaefer of Twenty Four Seven. I'm sure maybe you've heard about this. He called a shot today, and he put in a crystal ball. For Dylan Raiola, yeah. For people who don't know, he is the number one recruit for next year's class. Not just quarterback, overall player. Now, you guys talk, you and Mike. We do. What was his? For people who don't have the twenty four seven account, maybe you don't want to tell them anyway because they're not subscribed to you or whatever. But fill us in. What was his justification for putting in that crystal ball? Well, I think anybody paying attention, just on the surface level, is starting to get. The feeling Nebraska is like right in the fight, if not maybe the favorite. So there's, I mean, there's just that part of it. But then there, there are voices beyond just like you know Dominic, Dominic doing interviews on the radio that seem like man, he really thinks a lot of Matt Rule. You know, the staff sending nine guys to see the family. Um, there's these things you add up, and you're like, okay, this is this is real now. It's different than two months ago, and. I don't know. There's behind the scenes talk too that makes you think, and I know Mike thinks it, and I I think it too. I think the exact same thing he does. I I, I think Nebraska's, if if you said, call your shot, who's going to get it? I'd guess Nebraska today. Now that can flip. You know how that goes. I mean, they're going against Georgia, and Georgia's Georgia, and I know Georgia has a recruit uh, in the class, but their folks who cover the Bulldogs say they're probably going to get two. QBs in that class, so people got to keep that in mind. But, oh, I mean, it, it, there's family ties here. Obviously, everybody knows about Donovan coaching the whole line and all that stuff, and maybe that helps. But I, 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 I think that offer has always been special to Dylan. It was just a matter of could you find the right connection with the coaching staff 
and it feels like Rule has knocked it out of the park so far. I don't think that's brown nosing either. I just think he's just, I mean, you've heard Matt Rule speak, and he just has this way of, um, I think, kind of controlling a room and making you feel like, I, I could trust this guy. He's won at places before, and I think he could do it again, and I could be the man that's the QB and all that, and at my dad's school. I mean, that's pretty appealing. Do you think with, I mean, it, it seems to be the reason that Dylan decommitted from Ohio State was bef- because they took another 24 quarterback. Mm. Or a 23 you, quarterback. 23 quarterback, yeah. sorry. Um, do you think having another 24 guy might push Georgia out of the equation at least a little bit? You know, I don't know. Um, guys like like Dylan, I think, kind of think I can go in and I can beat him out. So do what you got to do. I know there's always going to be competition, but... It's a fair question. You always wonder, like when some uh, with a QB, especially if there's if there's already a guy, or you're going to be one of two or you know guys at that position. Some guys are a little turned off by that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I would be lying if I said I knew though exactly what he thought about that. I mean, um, all I know is that whenever Dominic has done most of the interviews with our network, um, uh, and when he does speak to us it's uh, always um you get the sense nebraska's really got a good shot i mean it i i think nebraska could get them i do i don't i don't think it's a big leap but at this point and i think nebraska fans need to be prepared that that um stop kind of thinking of themselves as the underdog in this one i don't think they're the underdog necessarily yeah so when he when he commits to nebraska how like how should we react to that? Like should we just should we go Dodge Street, baby? That's that's Dodge, how we react. Are we doing right? Dodge Street? Yes. Well, we, we didn't get to it for the. We Iowa didn't make game, it there. So. Well, no, because I celebrated too hard in I, Millard. I, I didn't think, make it to yeah, Dodge Street. I I think everybody celebrated. I don't a think bit there's a, a way to pregame for it. I well, I guess like if he gives an announcement date or whatever, who guess we right. could pregame and have a good time. I don't know. I mean, Maybe we start well, the brewery and we we organize Ubers and everything else. Yeah, because yeah, he's visiting. Uh, March 25th. Yeah. yeah. And they've made a weekend out of it, haven't they? They're, yeah. they're, they're going to have some, I think it sounds like they're going to have a pretty good haul of recruits that weekend. We'll see how that, that plays out. But I mean, yeah, why would you not? I mean, yeah, so you, you have got, to, you got Dylan Ryle on there. You should, you should stack up some, some juniors and see, see what happens with that. Start building that thing. Roll the red carpet out. Get mm-hmm. that thrown out there for him. Yeah. Oh, Spoiling. <laughs> a Ryle commitment just. Imagine. Wow. Just imagine. Jeez. <laughs> you guys are cooking that up. Oh, yeah. I saw, yeah, you, guys over I saw you guys like eye fucking each other. Yeah. I'm like, gosh. Oh, I'm no. going to be a cock block real quick and get my point in. Yeah. <laughs> well, looking at his recruitment, right? I mean, you look at who's in the running. It was Georgia, and it's like, okay, what does Georgia offer? Well, chance at Natty's, you know, um, maybe being a Heisman finalist, whatever, winning a lot. Uh, then you look at USC. Well, you're mm. you're gonna win a Heisman. Yeah, more than likely, you're winning that's, a Heisman. That's all Lincoln Riley does. And you might compete for a Natty, especially with the expanded eh. playoff. You know, eh. it's you play in a weaker conference. We say weaker well, for what? Like one more year. He'll play in the Big Ten though. So that yeah. that'll be the weird part. If you went to USC, right? He would play against Nebraska mm-hmm. at some point. You know that the Big Ten's gonna schedule that right away because they love the viewership of Nebraska. And against anybody like Ohio State again and again and again and again. So, you know, we'll get USC, Ohio State again and again right. and again. Well, well, well my, and my point was like, you know what Georgia offers, you know what USC offers. And it's like, okay, what is Nebraska offering him besides, I don't want to hear about the family. Like, is there anything else besides family that it's like, 
okay, that that is convincing because mm. I thought he was kind of leading Nebraska on a little bit. Of course, I'm trying to keep my expectations expectations low because I've been burned so many times. Okay, look how red you are. God, yeah, mm. I've just been burned literally. So it's like, what does Nebraska offer besides? Oh my, my dad used to go here. And my uncle is the O-line coach. Like, what else is there? You know what I mean? So I, I was a little skeptical. When yeah. Nebraska's in that league with those guys, with those teams, it's like, uh, I'm a little skeptical. I think it's the same thing we've offered, like, our last six quarterbacks. You can be the guy to turn this program you around. You can be sacked yeah. a lot and not ever yeah, but playing at, a full season. So, like, you, you can keep <laughs> making that offer, but at what point does that become a hollow point? When we keep telling guys, you can be the guy, you can be the hero, and we continually just don't help them achieve that. Brian, is this a crazy thought? Like we, we talk a lot about like, you know, success is really the only thing that, that matters ultimately. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're looking at a, a high caliber player like that. Is it crazy for me to think that we could be on the possibility of him committing in, you know, like the spring and then seeing how the year goes. And then maybe we see him like, ah, just kidding. I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> I, I mean, depending on how the season goes with recruiting, you always got. That's always. Your, you got to have your head on a swivel with all that, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, any, anything's possible. And when I said earlier, I said that Nebraska's, you know, I think maybe could be considered a favorite or right there. Um, that doesn't mean for sure it's going to happen. I mean, it, it, I, I know. Whenever anybody says anything about Dylan now, it gets like clipped wow. up. Like, oh, he's, he's oh, going yeah. there or whatever. The, clipped up. Yeah, the <laughs> six second clip. You know. Is it bad um, timing to say we're going to do that to you? I know. I know. I know <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, we won't do that. I promise. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you get you've you've laid out the competition. It's formidable. I think Nebraska. You know, the NIL thing's a real, you know, attractive piece of it. Let's not pretend it's it's probably not. I mean, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I do think the family aspect counts for a lot, but I, I think most of this comes to the staff. I think it's just like, you know, rule and this coaching group has, I think in a short time made them believe, you know, whatever happened before that's not on these guys. And we have to look at it with that way with everything about, you know, I, I we have all this uh, sort of these pent up thoughts of, uh, you know, it's always going to go wrong from the last five, six years or whatever. Um, but you kind of got to give, you got to give the new staff the benefit of the doubt with this stuff. And they've, I mean, they, they've been a strong recruiting group, um, that has proven at multiple stops. They can connect very well, uh, when they get in front of some elite prospects. I know a lot's been made of the offers they've made to some of these guys, like your Bryce Turners and, and you know, Jeremiah Charles guys who haven't played as much football, um, but when they're at Baylor, they won some four-star battles too. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes that gets knocked to the side a little bit in the discussion. But, I mean, they've gone head-to-head -head with some people. I mean, they're going head-to-head -head against uh, Alabama for, like, uh, Aaron Hampton, who's a four-star receiver out of, out of Texas. And I don't know if they'll win or not, but I think they've got a fighting chance, especially with all their connections down there. And I just think um, from what everything Donovan Ryla said, um, he really – thinks rules going to change it how it's going he just doesn't think whatever the story's been isn't what it's going to be i think is the belief in that family after they've talked to the staff yeah and you got um like satterfield going around saying look uh we know about the sins of the past staff and how they missed on guys and they probably didn't come visit you as often as they could have but that's not going to be a thing with us like we acknowledge the past 
we move on from it. Um, yeah, so don't hold don't hold the sins of the father against the sons sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to call Scott dad or anything, but yeah, that whole saying. I think a lot of people call them daddy, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to play. I'm like, should I call him dad? So we we mentioned earlier, uh, Raiola. I, I think USC very very much in the conversation. It, mm. it would be insane to say it wasn't. Do you think Raiola, if God forbid, he goes to play for USC and he gets the Big Ten and come by, comes to play for Nebraska, is that bigger than when former quarterback Scott? Oh wait, I can say his yeah. name as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, former quarterback Scott Frost comes back playing for Stanford. Like, is is that a bigger deal? Like, what do you? I don't know. What do you guys think? That is not something I've thought for yeah, a second I, about. I, I That's, don't know. You know, it, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe, and this is a thing that will come up later, but he'd probably come to Memorial, Memorial Stadium and get booed. Yeah, that's, later. That's, yeah that's a whole conversation. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about peer recruiting, let's, let's say Dylan commits. You hear a, a lot about, hey, commit early. You might get, be able to convince other players around the nation, some really good ones to come and play with me. I'll be your quarterback. You know how important quarterback is, don't you? Like, are there, who are the specific players that you've maybe heard about that Dylan is connected with and might be able to convince to come here if he mm. comes to Nebraska? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'll get into specific names. I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of guys, like Aaron Hampton's a, a good name, but, you know, a receiver down in Texas. But there, everybody across the country is going to take a look at that and say, okay, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's something that the number one guy just picked that school and there there must be a reason and you know uh, I think people are already intrigued when Matt Rule uh, walks in and you know to talk sit in front of a prospect to hear what he has to say but if you have uh, you know Ryle in your pocket as a commit um, yeah that that adds an exclam- exclamation point to that I think and so I think it, it will open the door to some other prospects if that happens. And I say again, if that happens. If. Yeah. So okay. you mentioned receivers right away. Um, my question, do you think that Raiola coming to Nebraska could open the door to better O-line commits because they want to come mm-hmm. defend a guy like Raiola? I, I think any prospect in the country, those guys all follow like who's rate. I mean, some more than others, but they know who like the top, top guys are. And so any recruit that's in that class or even the class that follows it, I think is going to take note of it. It carries weight. Yeah. So it doesn't matter position group, I I don't think. Um, And um, I think Dylan um, is a persuasive guy too. I mean, when he was committed to Ohio State, I know he was very active um, in in trying to get guys, you know, to to join him there, and and I would expect that would be the same with whichever school he picks. So, um, I I think it it opens up a few more avenues for Nebraska. Whenever you have the quarterback piece in your class, that helps. I mean, it, even mm-hmm. even the last class, like William Watson was committed. You might remember, and he he yeah. committed, and it wasn't his fault. I mean, it was a changing staff and all that, but he was viewed as kind of a leader with some of the guys in that class for just, he's the QB. It's like, okay, this is the guy I might be associated with. And, and guys pay attention to him when he says, you know, come join me. Um, so imagine that. And then put Ryle's name in there. If that, mm-hmm. and that's big. I mean, right. that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. So um, yeah, it would be a huge win. And I, 
I wonder what the general public thinks. I know they've seen predictions and they've heard, okay, Nebraska's really in this and stuff, but I think there's probably a lot of people are pretty skeptical until it actually happens. And I oh, don't, yeah. bl- I don't blame them at all for that. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I thought you had someone, you guys were looking at each other again. No, no. <laughs> I'm like yeah. these guys, do you know, do you remember your super six off the top of your head? Oh boy. I can, I, I could, could list it off for you. If you list want to it off. Yeah. Okay. So number one, you got Van Poppel, Riley okay, Van Poppel, Riley. defensive line. Eric Fields, linebacker. Yes. Tristan Alvano, kicker. Jaden Doss, wide receiver. Malachi Coleman, wide receiver. And Maverick Noonan, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just looking at everybody from 247, and Riley Van Poppel was a name that popped up. He popped up, right? Yeah. We- <laughs> over and over and over. I, I so- hate that little smirk you had when you <laughs> said that. <laughs> so what is it about this Riley Van Pobble that just maybe got you all we, hot and bothered? Maybe it's because we've all interviewed him. He's one of those guys when you, you've probably been, it's not going to be with me, but you've probably interviewed <laughs> other people where you're like, man, that, that guy's got me fired up. It's like you. That, that, Yeah, no, it's not. Dude, I'm trying to jump out of my <laughs> seat. Can you tell Brian, Brian, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I can only get so. Yeah. Uh, but Van Poppel is just like, you know, well, his dad was a major league pitcher, and he so he's got that, like, I don't know. He's got in his genes sort of where he, he, you feel like he's got some good training sort of for what's ahead. The reason I would give, though, is I feel like his floor, this is what I always think about. Like, if okay. what if they, if they let's say they just reach the floor of their potential, is that still pretty good? And I think it, that's, I think he's a sure bet in that way as much as a recruit can be like I feel like you know you're going to get something steady and then you can hope for something really great you know like all conference type stuff but like um I don't know like if if your floor was like Ben Stilly type production and I know sometimes guys get knocked if they weren't like all conference guys but let's say you had a career where you played three or four years as a starter yeah that's pretty solid that's that's a win yeah that's a right yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's a a hit I think he's at I believe he's that type of prospect where you're going to get some solid snaps out of him at the worst. So, yeah, looking at your list. Now, you I don't, didn't count portal guys, though. That's good. I wouldn't either. That's because you know, I'm, tradi- I'm a super six traditionalist. Like, I guess. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. You shouldn't apologize for it either. I'm not going Is to. anyone trying to make you apologize <laughs> for that? I, I hope not. Maybe <laughs> someone listening might be. I, yeah. If you want to do uh, portal guys, Billy Kemp, like, I think is going to be as important as anybody in this roster this year. Yeah, and like we mentioned, like Ben Scott a lot with Greg Smith oh, yeah. last week. You figure he's going to f- start at center. Yep, and it's like you don't need to put him in your super six. I mean, look, we already know that. Come on, sure. right? Right. Barring him, you know, not doing what he has to do or getting injured. Um, also with this list, um, you don't have any O linemen on it. Is that because you're waiting until two or three years until you make an, yeah. an assessment? I, I thought it was. That was too much of a guess for me about which which guys. Right. I um I like Sledge a lot, and if if things really worked out, you could have that Ben Scott, Sam Sledge, you know, four or five years at center. Yeah. I mean that'd be pretty nice. So Sledge is a guy I would I would definitely keep an eye on. Um, I thought about him. Uh, Eric Fields, I had it too. I I just bought into the. You know, Rule got asked specifically about him and got everybody so oh, fired yeah. up about Eric Fields, you know. He's the name him. drop. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but we liked him before that. We, He's he's just one of those guys. He had like 200 tackles and like 
a year and a half or something like that. I mean, he's just he's he's just been a baller. So yeah, like a Levante type guy, yeah. like just nose for the football type guy. Yeah. Now, why is Malachi so low on your list? Ooh. Well, I, how I, dare you? I, I'm, I'm just one, I'm at, just wondering. Malachi was at what four? Number five. 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 Of six, Number five Brian. of six. I, I'm wondering. Well, five of like twenty eight. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's why, not low. I'm just saying, like he's. I like prob- Malachi. I mean, the thing that um, pushed Malachi. I don't know if I would have had him on there, um, but then he went down to the All Star game and he tore oh, it yeah. up against some some dudes, and that 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 was that was a uh, uh, kind of made me think like yeah you got to at least put him on there. Um, he didn't have as good a senior year, but so you know I I I think he his uh, his traits and his measurables um, make him almost impossible to not have on the list. Yeah, yeah. that. Polynesian bowl, I think he averaged like almost 19 yards a catch. Is yeah. that accurate? He was balling out. Yeah. Polynesian bowl. I mean, it was few catches. It was like five or six catches, but it was like 19 yards of reception. Yeah. And he, I mean, he could very well be the top guy in this class. No question. I mean, Jaden Doss is one of those guys I had on there because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes this happens where a guy commits early or, you know, like in the summer and then everybody gets pretty. Uh, you know, they, they lock in on whoever's the December guys mm-hmm. um, because it's like, are they going to get him or not? And there's more drama with that. And so you kind of forget about like Jaden Doss was, he was getting the Debo, like, you know, he's sort of a do everything type of guy. Now he's going to be Debo, but you know, they can you use it a lot of different ways. Clip it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> <a Debo>. yeah. <laughs> if he's not Debo, yeah. No, I think so. I, I think Doss, uh, Bill Bush was pretty fired up when they got him. Um, so yeah, that's why I had him on there. If Bill Bush is fired up about getting a particular player, you know he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's, he's doing. A, he's yeah. a he's hell a, of a recruit. He's had a few good ones. Yeah. Um, so you're the only one at two four seven that had Tristan Alvano on his super six. So I'm assuming you think he's going to win the starting job this year. Yes. If I had, to, if I had. To, Make I guess yeah I'd say so, but I, I mean, the beautiful thing about that competition is just chart it, put your notebook out. Who made the most kicks? You know, yeah. it's pretty right. simple. So, so uh, I thought you know Bleak Road has a good resume, um, and his stats last year weren't bad. I felt like at the end it was it was a little like you were a little iffy. He had that kick against Michigan, you know, from thirty three that like it was it tough went thirty three point one. Yeah, it was like it was a tough <laughs> on the eyes a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I kind of bought in the Alvano hype, and I just think kicker is one of those jobs where if you can win one or two games a year, and he does it, you know, three years in his career or something like that, wins five, six games. You know, we've he's, seen he, he's worth a he's worth being on there. We've seen how critical one or two games can be to making a <laughs> goddamn Charmin Ultra Soft Bowl game. <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard to be in the pinstripe, should it? No, right? Are you sure? We what? say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we are at thirty minutes. Let's take a break. So let's take a break. We did Get it. some more brewskis. Whatever we're gonna do. Sounds good. Cool. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, yo. Uh, we have a saying no blog, no rock. So it is Monday night. Last night, there was a little thing called the Super Bowl. Super Bowl live. What? Congratulations, Chiefs. Congratulations, DiCaprio Boodle. You got your title. Patty Mahomes and Andy Reid the GOAT. Fuck Belichick and fuck Brady, blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
Okay, to Mike. be fair, Andy oh. Reid does deserve his credit. He's a great coach. Just relax with the goat Hello, talk. Goat. Just relax with I the goat talk. Goat. Just I say goat. I didn't say goat. I know. He's a, a big, he's a big red boy, and I'll always acknowledge my big red boys. <laughs> Mike Delaware, was it holding? Yes, let's go around the table. <laughs> but I didn't want to start it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I warned you. Okay. I can throw it to I'll, someone else. I'll start it. I'll start it. No, it was not holding. It was not. And here's the thing. Okay. One, the contact was within a yard of the line of scrimmage. Is that he, he ran a, behind the line of scrimmage? He ran a route to the right and oh, then no, cut sorry. back left, and then the ball was thrown in in uncatchable territory. He didn't really tug on him, but that that's just my opinion. And in like a game like that, the situation you can't make a call like that. But that that's just my opinion. So that was that's how I felt about it. Brian, what do you think? No, not holding. Yeah. Yeah, I I just thought it was uh, and I I hate to use the in that situation because I think you're supposed to call it. Yeah, like you're supposed to sure. call it. But so you're saying on any situation, no. Yeah, I, I want to call it. Okay, Kyle. I I think. <laughs> oh. Well, what was, hold on. Well, what you was look like call? you're giving a public speech in like sixth grade, and you're, you're scared to. Do it. I am the man. Rules according to my calculations. Men, women, no, countrymen. I I think. If you if you if you call that, you should be calling it all game. How many did we have? All game. Not many. One, I think. So I the only thing that the only thing that drives me nuts about like the time that it was called and everything like that is like it just sucks that it's you talk about that Super Bowl and that's the only thing anybody's gonna talk about. And it just seems it just seems like that should not be the narrative for that Super Bowl. Agreed. Uh, so I before I even get into my big argument against what Chiefs fans are saying. I'm going to say no, it was not holding. But my my biggest disagreement is Chiefs fans saying, well, you know, he said it was holding. So my ask... What is he supposed to say? My, my ask for Chiefs fans is if he said it wasn't holding, were you prepared to vacate the title because he said it wasn't holding? Or is it convenient that his statement fit your narrative? I don't... And For him to say, yeah, it was holding, again, it wasn't. Um, you do actually, and I, I went through the rule book and I had a very lengthy argument about this last night and this morning. According to Article 6, he has to affect that receiver's route. Article did, 6? Yeah. He, he has to affect that receiver's route for that to be called. He did not. You can see that. And, you know, anybody asking about the left hand, you can see in the video that that left hand is open and never grasps a goddamn thing. It was not holding. Yeah. To be clear, I don't. I don't care. I don't. Exactly. I don't care who I won don't that give game. A fuck, you lost right? so much sleep. <laughs> I, no, I actually won no, money. You know what he was saying in his sleep so. last night? You know what he was yeah. saying? It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. rigged. Yeah. Hashtag NFL rigged. <laughs> My team won four games this season. I like. I have no like. I, no room to talk here. I will say everybody at this table's team won four games as well. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I just I don't know like. Mm. You, it, it's been like this big battle between Chiefs and Eagles and all this other stuff. All these fans and stuff are freaking out. It's like, had they not called it, the Chiefs would be bitching. They called it, Eagles fans are bitching. Like you, yeah. It just, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been put in that situation. Like it just shouldn't. It shouldn't have come down to that. The other thing that really upset me, and I mentioned this to you guys earlier, lastly, was the graphic that ESPN released, like almost immediately post game, where it was like the AI stepping over Teron Liu. And it was Mahomes stepping over Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had a fantastic game. Had a fantastic game. Of course, everyone's going to reference the fumble recovery for a TD. Which is what I did. Yes, you did. Almost yeah. immediately. So don't do that. Don't yeah. drop the ball. But, Just don't do that. 
But it like Jalen played a great game. And so I, I felt like that graphic was like a little disrespectful to Jalen. Like he still played very well. Right. Um, if you're gonna go back to the call, I'm just gonna say um I know that it appears that it's one call that makes the game. Right. That's not what it is. Oh, my Sirianni. God. There are so many plays. Sirianni Coach even said that. That contribute to the end result of the game. I keep looking at my computer for a reason. Yeah. And today, they were better than we were. Oh. That's not me saying that. That's Sirianni saying yeah, it. So yeah. quit fucking whining. Yeah, Sirianni <laughs> said that in his post-game presser. It's, like, it, it's not just one play. But again, I'm a context guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's what gets you in trouble. So, But the, the <laughs> weight of that one call is pretty important to the end of that game. Again, that, that call happens, I think we said, around 1 minute 50 seconds. The Eagles get the ball with 8 seconds. A minute 42 burned off that clock, where without that call, mm. the Eagles are getting that ball with probably a minute 45, mm. minute 40. Two timeouts? And Yeah, two timeouts. I'm not saying mm. the Eagles would have won. I'm saying that I feel <laughs> yes, like they were is. deprived of a chance. Yeah, and I listen, feel like that's important. You hold that, the ball. You hold, and the, okay, how long is a first half of a football game? How many minutes? The first half? Yeah, how, how long is the first half of a, football, of a football game? How many minutes? 30 minutes. The Eagles had the ball for 30 minutes. I mean, sorry, 29 minutes and 59 seconds. I'm obviously exaggerating, but that game should have been more in reach for the Eagles to win. It was a three-point game. Yeah. What do you, you mean you held the ball? Should have you, been a two-point no, game? No, what I'm saying is they should have held on to win, and you don't allow a scoop and score. That's why the game was where it was at. Sorry, don't turn the ball over. Let's keep talking Huskers. Hell we? yeah. Hey, yeah. non-bowl team. Woo. Okay, just real quick. Jeff Sims, Casey Thompson. Every time I hear rule talk, it's Sims is the greatest. Sims is the best quarterback of all time. He's an NFL quarterback. Casey Thompson. Who? He's, Casey he's, who? He's a no. nice guy. I'm, obviously, I'm exaggerating again, guys. This is what I, this is what I do. Who wins the battle, do you think, this upcoming season? I'm going to pick Sims. Um, and, yeah, there's a little bit of that when you've heard real talk. I do think, though, the context of that is during that early signing day press conference, it was sort of him explaining the new additions, you know? Right. And, and so, yeah. so there was that part of it. Um, but you could tell, I mean, he is close friends with Jeff Collins, Coach Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. And, as he said, he watched – basically every Sims game. Um, and then if you listen to Satterfield talk about Sims and just like how they immediately hit it off, just talking ball, you know, coaches always use ball, just ball. Talking ball. Yeah. Um, it, it, there is a link there and, and it's gotta be tough for Casey this spring. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get out there. Maybe well at the end, but I mean, you're going to, there is going to be that Sims momentum and he's going to get a chance to build, some rapport with the guys while you're on the sideline. So that could be difficult, but I, I wouldn't count Casey out, but yeah, Sims is my, you say you got to make a pick. Cause that's what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll flip, I'll save Sims. Is that where you guys are at? Or I think we're unanimous. Yeah. There. I think we're unanimous there. I, I, it is interesting though, that during that, uh, they did that thing in, where was it at Lincoln last mm -hmm. week? And Casey was there. It was like a benefit or whatever yeah. at that church and whatnot. I, I just, I don't know. It just feels like he's still in the spot spotlight a lot. Maybe on purpose, maybe not. Those videos that they post of lifting and stuff. He's can, leading can, the charge. You can see Casey's still out there and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe there's some smoke where there's fire, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I still, I said exactly what you said. I'm, there's Sims. You didn't bring a guy in like Jeff Sims to, to not compete. So 
I, we'll I think the biggest thing with the Sims Thompson battle, if that's what we're going to call it right now, is the fact that Casey is still recovering. Yes, and exactly. Sims is going to get all these reps during the spring, and that's going to give him a huge advantage. Well, huge advantage. In my opinion, too, is if Matt Rule was satisfied when he came, when he took the job in Nebraska, he watched all the all the tape and he watched the Iowa game, all that stuff, right? If he saw this job in Nebraska and was like, "Well, I already have a quarterback. That's my guy. That's my guy." He wouldn't have, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but he went and got his own quarterback. So to me, so I, Sims has a leg up. To tack onto that, though, do you think Rule could have walked into this Nebraska job and seen Casey and said, you know, this guy's good, and then looked at the guys we have behind Casey and said, eh, we should probably beef that up? Well, you saw that during the season. Yeah, <laughs> we saw exactly. It. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say going to get Sims is like, a, oh, this is going to be our guy. But maybe it was just like, a, hey, our backups really aren't up to snuff. We should probably go get a guy that's going to be pretty high tier uh, to be in that backup spot. I don't think that's what happened. I do think Sims was brought in to be the guy. But, I, I, you know, there's a reason I'm not on the staff. Well, so, okay, uh, so you said don't rule Casey out. And that's the only thing that this fact right here just just kind of tells me it gives me hope that maybe Casey does win out. It gives him a chance, right? Is the fact that don't act like he didn't just come into a brand new offensive coordinator from Texas uh, and and come in here and like get fully prepared for the season and executed it well, right? Like it's not it's not like you know he had two years of development under Mark Whipple or anything like that. Like it was all brand new and it was all happening really fast. It was all being installed at the same time. The only difference this year is he just won't have the reps in the spring. Sure. So that that would be that's really the only thing that gives me any sort of like he could do it. Yeah, I mean, and he's all line and help him. I mean, right? My goodness, <laughs> I mean, he got the Lord. crap beat out of him last mm-hmm. season, and he was playing hurt since like mid September. Yeah, so you got to give him his due there. And um, you know, he had he had some fabulous games. He, I know in the Iowa game, he thought he could have thrown for four hundred if they'd you know kept kept looking around there. So. um yeah, I, I don't, I don't dismiss Casey at all. He's a, he's a tough uh, customer, and he's, he's, he's been through these battles before. I think though, the big point is, Nebraska's got to get back to this where there should be competition like that at the QB spot. Like it shouldn't be, it, you know, it's, it feels like we've had eight out of ten years or something, but could go further than that probably where it's like, okay, it's that guy, and then this guy's pretty. There's a gap, and you never really feel like it's much of a battle most of the springs and fall camps, mm-hmm. and um, we're not as like accustomed to that anymore and I think we we need to get back into that mindset because I think this staff is going to be in that mindset that um, a guy needs to feel heat on his backside that you know he's going to have to work to keep that job and that hasn't always been the case yeah I've heard people kind of give the the alternate argument where quarterbacks they need it to feel like it's their job so they can be more I don't know comfortable in the leadership leadership position and have their teammates be, like, content with, okay, this is our dude right here, like, no doubt. So, I mean, I've heard both sides of the argument, but I think I'm always going to lean toward competition always. Oh, yeah. yeah. No one gets content or, you know, complacent. Yeah, Yeah. that's the word. It doesn't feel like guys make it through 12 games anymore very often either. Not in Nebraska, that's for damn sure. Especially with that old line. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, my thing is, though, is even if Jeff Jeff Sims wins the competition is, like, Casey's going to play at some point in the season because we way haven't. Sims yeah, plays. The, yeah, the way he plays, he's a mobile quarterback. He's going to take hits. So you know, Casey, he's going to play. But my question is, is if Casey doesn't win the job, 
does he look elsewhere? He's a he's a grad transfer type senior yeah. player. He could transfer and get immediate eligibility. Would he look elsewhere if he doesn't get the job? Well, it's hard to get inside a guy's head with that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what op what options would be out there at that point. I mean, it'll be late in the game if that happens. Um, so I I don't know. But I when I say when my say my pick is Sims. It's like fifty one forty nine for me. Oh, That's yeah. like where I am right. on it. So slight edge. Yeah. The thing that I'm kind of concerned about, I guess, is people look at Jeff Sims and they hear Rule talk about him in Satterfield, and he's the shiny new toy, right? How many games of Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech did you watch? Fucking zero. Don't lie to me and say that you stop. Just stop it. Yeah. Like he's the shiny new toy with Casey. You know what you're getting. You're getting a yep. steady guy. But with Jeff Sims, it's the unknown, like, well, but what if he's the fast Joe Burrow guy? You know, and it's like, but you look at their stats, and, like, Casey has a QB rating, <laughs> yeah. and they, they played preferable amount of games. Mm. Casey Thompson's QB rating is, like, 30 points higher than Jeff Sims. So I'm just saying, like, people will look at Casey and go, well, I don't know. He didn't make a bowl last year with him. Uh, he just launched it up to Trey Palmer. It was the fuck it route. There he is. Bye. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe Casey's the more reliable guy. I don't know. So when you say they're comparable and you say Casey's QBR is 30 points higher, are you going over career or are you going over the last season? Career, like career. Okay. So again, we talk about like how many over the last fuck it decade. How many Georgia Tech football games have any of you watched? I'm sure Brian. Yeah, I watched Paul Johnson run the triple option. Very, boy. very few. Very few, right? <laughs> so I, I think it's important to recognize that Casey Thompson at Texas might have had a, a, a better system than Jeff Sims had at Georgia Tech. So I, without, and Maybe. I, I want to be clear, I am also blind in this aspect. So I am not taking a side here. But, you know, without you know, comparing those two systems, seeing what they had and how they were able to play in those systems. I don't think it's fair to say QBR is the, or QBR is the end all no, be all. I am not saying it's the end yeah, all. No, I'm I, know, just I, know, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Right. He's the shiny guy, yeah, shiny toy. But there know. is just be careful. context. Am I wrong in thinking the public perception was in early to mid-December before the early signing day press conference that when it was kind of Charles Thompson saying, oh, yeah. yeah, Casey's coming back. Most things I heard from people, from fans, were, well, Casey will be the guy, and then, you know, you know how that goes. They think it'll sure. work seamlessly. Like, Casey will have it this year, then it'll be Jeff Sims. So I really felt like the public was sort of on the Casey, you know, Casey then Sims thing. And then that early signing day press conference happened, and that's why I think the context of it is important. You know, it's obviously a deal where you're, you're showing your new guys. But he did say some very flattering things about him. And so I understand why that that swayed some people, and I, I think people flipped on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I totally. And we agree. can flip again. Yeah, that's we'll the beauty of it. Listen, yeah. that's we all can we flip do. Back and forth yeah. for the next. We're like a fish. Yeah. We flip and flop. Yeah. Yeah. Flip and <laughs> flop like a fish. <laughs> I know you like that one. You're stupid. Um. Okay, Mike, you attended the Nebraska ball game this weekend. Nebraska with <sighs> arguably Fred Hoiberg's best. 
win, maybe, in his tenure, coming back from 17 down at home. It's actually the largest comeback in PBA history. Thank you. Reading yeah, reading 17. Mike's text, I was actually a little concerned that he was going to have to change his pants before he left the arena. <laughs> yeah, Mike gets into it. Mike, my, some people, they might refer to it as a boo bird. That's Mike. Yeah. I was still. So, okay, I won. Okay. I, I didn't okay. know. Before you get all fucking hot and bothered here, <laughs> Chuck Hepburn was booed by the home fans. As a lot of people know, he went to high school at Bellevue West and he chose Wisconsin over Nebraska. And Mike booed him. Did you? I did. <laughs> you okay. Did. First, first go, off, go. first off, the student section started it. Second off, <laughs> I'm just one of those guys. It's like, okay. You know where we live in the bubble, the state of Nebraska. It's a bubble, okay? Sure. If you're a guy that went to a high school at, in, in the state of Nebraska and you flirted with going to the University of Nebraska, especially over Creighton. Yeah. Creighton, not Creighton. A-Y. Yeah, A-Y. Uh, you have to think that, okay, you're going to get some flack if you were to play against that team if you choose a different university. Mm-hmm. So to me... The, the student section knew about it. Connor's student section knew about it. So, to me, yeah. I, I was like, hey, you know what? It's a Nebraska guy. He showed up in the Big Ten Conference again. Lost to him. You know, lost to us in Madison. He lost to us in Lincoln. One, I, in, one and so two. Yeah. Two, two parts of this. You said Creighton. Creighton. Is the L silent in that? <laughs> the, the, I, think I, can help <laughs> I think I can help with your Creighton, Creighton situation. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, 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 Pam. Well, yeah. there is an L in Blue Jays. Just saying. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but Mike, um, but what? So oh. I, I had a, a second part of this. Is Mike? There were some talking heads uh, that shall remain mm. nameless, mm. unless someone else wants to say it. I don't fucking I don't, name them. Do you want me to? Which one? What no, are you talking just, about? Um, there were some talking heads that were a little upset. A, a about Lincoln radio the host and yeah. a, a guy oh, who yeah, writes yeah, yeah. for. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They were a little we, upset about the booing. Can you go into? What what you feel about those comments? It's just soft, soft, like, right? Okay, and Brian, I want to turn this to you. Like, okay, a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, a, perfect. Welcome. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're we're on the, you're on the podcast. And we're pulling you into yeah, this. Okay, you're on the podcast. You obviously you recover you cover recruiting and whatnot. And a kid, a local kid, decides to go to a Big Ten foe, mm-hmm. comes in, gets booed. He and his family embrace the booing, okay? And he balled out. Like Chucky is yeah. a hell had of a, a fucking player. Had a great player. game, actually. Hell of a player. You have people, media, or I guess we'll say sports media personalities, going out there saying, you shouldn't boo him because he's a local kid. He's a Nebraskan, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how do you... I guess, what is your take on that situation? I'm not bothered by it. You're not? No. No? I, and, and, and Chucky, I mean, I think people around here like Chucky. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think I, it was all pretty good, Nate natured and it was from the opening tip which i you're like okay are they gonna keep that up and you guys did yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike, mike personally yeah. did he, he was the one who kept it rolling um but from the upper deck i i can't imagine um that's gonna bother him too no, much. That's, and he had 19 points that's what i'm saying he balled out like some of the plays he made i'm like gosh wouldn't it be cool if that w was an n wouldn't it yeah well yeah. i i want to jump back to a reference i made earlier in this podcast mm. Former quarterback Scott Frost got booed. I, I didn't see our friend. Uh, granted, Twitter didn't exist back then. Right. But, I, you know, people weren't bitching about that then. It's like, yeah, well, what the fuck? Why are you not playing for Nebraska? Why are you not here? Um, so I, I guess I don't know. I, I think it's a very soft thing to say, oh, you shouldn't boo kids just because they don't play for you. It's like, dude, you, you had 
you you wanted to come here. It sounded like you really wanted to come here, and you go again, like you said, to a Big Ten foe. Yeah, you're gonna get some shit. You're gonna get some shit. Could right. you imagine if some of these people were like Roman gladiators in the Coliseum? How the hell would they handle that shit? Don't boo me. No. Well, kill the lion, well, you losing. It's like okay, if you're Hunter, you're Hunter Salas, right? <laughs> Hunter Salas didn't like openly say, "Oh yeah, you know, like Nebraska's an option." It was Creighton, and then he went to Gonzaga. Okay, he went to a top college football or college basketball program. Right? We're never going to play Gonzaga because we're you know po- a poverty basketball program. Poverty's a nice okay? well, way to say it. It's not the reason because they're in the Big Ten. And right? Stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I saying mean, like nobody's find them in the Nobody tournament. is going to boo Hunter Salas if he comes and plays us. If Gonzaga were to play Nebraska, Hunter Salas is not getting booed. No, he's getting booed because he went to fucking Wisconsin. Uh, well, I I do want to point out ESPN did name Wisconsin a blue blood. Like this last Just week relax. in basketball. Yes, in basketball. Okay. Yeah, they 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 said that they were a blue blood in trouble. Um, in trouble. Yeah, they're in um, trouble because they took that L. But yeah, yeah, they're in trouble because they lost in a. Hey, <laughs> hey, do you guys remember Frank Kaminsky? That was the last time I yeah. gave a shit about Wisconsin Brad, Brad Davison, fake flop boy. Yeah, yeah, tripping people and shit. Yeah, but yeah, but we we should make it clear that like it wasn't Chucky that came out and said, "Oh, these fans are." No, they're no, absolutely not. I think he expected that, though. Yeah, I mean, he's not a well, bitch. It was the second time he's been here because he's not a bitch. Well, and just imagine if <laughs> he hits that that shot. final play of the game, right? He hits the shot, and then it's like nobody's. Ta- I don't think anyone's really talking about it because it's Chucky showed up the fans, and the fans learned their lesson not to boo the hometown guy. Well, I mean, he you did know? that all night. They're yeah. booing him. Yeah. Quick little jump back, drops it like it's yeah. yeah. He's he was he was playing into it. He was yeah. He he loved it. Dude, Play if the heel. If, if you're a legitimate athlete, which I think Chucky Hepburn is, I would give him that. It feeds into yes. your competitive drive. Exactly. It shouldn't make you shirk it, away like, oh man. That's why I was just shocked because even the guy that was saying that also is a competitive dude. Has been there, done it kind of guy. And, and to me, it's just like, don't be soft. Don't be soft. It's it's, it's still. I understand that we've. We've pussified every sport known to man, but you don't have to be soft. You you understand there is a yeah. competitive aspect to every sport. I, I have to make the reference. Christian Leitner got called every word under the moon and didn't care. Under the moon. Yeah. The and, moon. And didn't care. Just the moon, though. No, not the sun. Not the sun. <laughs> only, only at night. They were mostly six, seven o'clock games because they were winning. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he didn't care. I, like, it was just about, like, I'm not here to play basketball. So, like, the, the athletes, frankly, I don't think it bothers them that no. much. No. The, the no block, no rock stance and Brian Christopherson stance. We are pro booing here. <laughs> pro booing. Well, yeah, okay. yeah you, Brian was booing it. with me, man. Clip we were, it. We were sitting up there with our $10 beers, booing the shit out of him, right? <laughs> I like when Nebraska fans break character slightly mm-hmm. thank you yes that, that's one of my notes not here, always being the nice guy well i mean like what what's one of your favorite home games can you what am i thinking of no sit uh i'm thinking football but well miami 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 yeah that yeah. crowd i mean oh, there yeah. were people were like fighting out the side Fuck yeah. I mean, buses over? We, were, we were at the the res i, yeah. I, I mean was, i'm sure you know what the res is the, that was the, the last reservation was. the last day at the res we were there yeah. this dude freaking jumped up they thought Somebody said it was a Miami Hurricanes tailgate coming into the res, and they came in this charter bus, and the fans were throwing full they tried beers to tip at the it. They tried bus. to tip the bus. Talk about going out of character yeah. like that. And then 
There were so many Husker fans on the bus. Yeah, but tell me that wasn't awesome. It was the best thing ever. Alcohol makes you do silly things. I I am not encouraging riots, um, but I will tell you, riots are pretty goddamn fun. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Clip it. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Well, no, yeah, you're right, because one of my notes is like, Nebraska fans are known as the nice people. Yay! Fuck it. We're here to win games. Can we, we... a lot of people aren't going to like this, especially if we were on Facebook right now. A lot of old people would say, who are these foul mouth fuckers? Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> sorry, Daryl. Hashtag sorry, Daryl. It's like, yeah, we, we, we need to change this, this reputation because people come into Memorial Stadium and they're like, oh, well, these guys are kind of nice. And like some of them, it can be off-putting at first. It's like, it's kind of weird. But it's not intimidating. Like, well, if you know that these fans are going to clap for you, like, yes, it's loud. And we cheer whenever good things happen. Woo! Which isn't very often. But, or in between third and fourth quarter, Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck! Oh, it's, we're losing by 14 at, at the end of the third yeah. quarter. Like, well, listen. It, it needs to be a different atmosphere for Nebraska, okay? <sighs> I, on, I don't know. I know where Kyle's going with this. And I, yeah, I, I know. He's the, su- hashtag soft. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, listen. Uh, the Nebraska nice, I do Nebraska. I do take a lot of a lot of pride in that. I okay. Get that. You you go to a tailgate and you I've I've been I've been to the big house. I've I've been welcomed by Michigan fans. I've been invited over to drink beers with them, sit at their tailgate like Illinois, we did our live tailgate. We walked around, we were talking with Illinois fans. It was a great time like that that stuff is great, you're right? You're right, you're right. Right. And then you get all this feedback and they're like, you know, that that was probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in just because people aren't swinging shit at them in the stands. Like I we I don't think your point is that we should just attack other fans and like just be I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope it's not cuz that's know. ultimately like that I don't know. Hey, I don't agree with this. that. I'm 100% say, with you. Let me just say this. The fans say, "It was such a nice atmosphere. They were so nice." You won the game. Yeah. Well, weird, so right? I, we won. So Nebraska fans, al- there is no because the fans. You go to a, you go to a Nebraska versus Wisconsin game. The fans, the Wisconsin fans, dude. I hear you. I, I, I would much rather them leave. It, I would. I would much rather them leave saying like, "Yo, we had a great time with the Nebraska fans." Than all this publicity that Nebraska fans are just this. They're Iowa fans. Just yeah, like I, I don't, I, I can't. The the last game I went to at Camp Randall, I'm not shitting you. This girl had to have been like 15. It was a 15 year old girl that was like ready to fist fight me. It was insane. Well, because you, you, you were 15. Drunk. <laughs> what? No, she thought you were 15 as well. Yeah, so it's it's it was pretty mustache. So I did probably look 15. And then her dad was like, "You got a problem?" I was like, "I'll whoop your ass too, motherfucker." Um, wow. No. So I think there is, um, there's a difference between being a respectful and nice fan. And having an aggressive atmosphere. I think those are two separate things. Like Miami 2014, Brian. I I think you can be nice to the fans while still having an atmosphere. Like you, Jared, said about like when they come in, like the players come into the stadium, they're not really intimidated. There's there's a difference between being an aggressive atmosphere and being good fans. You can do both. And this is funny that this is coming from me because I'm the fan that's like, why are people like, Spitting on people, it's just sports. Just fucking yeah. shit. Right. Get over so yourself. like, yeah, I'm being I'm being an actor here, but it's like Actor Jerry. Just I think the bottom line is just win more home games. Because Memorial Stadium used to be when Nebraska was good, of course. Like a twelfth man. Thirty right? years ago. Like right. It, yeah. They had a nice little home game win streak going for a little bit. Sea of red. The oddly enough, the stadium was smaller and it seemed like 
I don't know if that's something to it. Like maybe it's a little more closed in. And do you think Trev? Trev seems like he's trying to move back to that. Yeah. Well, yes, they are well, making for, the same. Maybe monetary for monetary. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would, I would think so. They made a mistake. I mean, that's the bottom line. It, it should have been at, I don't know, seventy six thousand was about right. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. always about right. You know, and that that was the number for so many years, and it, it you, it just. That that should be the number again. Like, have you guys been to Knick? Have you w- went to? A yes, game? I mean, three times. I, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a good sized stadium. I I, I don't like to say good things I mean, about it. They don't fill it, but yeah, it's it's. Not, I mean, it's it's a nice but stadium. The stadium. I, I like the size of it and all and all that stuff. So yeah, um, I, I think yeah, I, they're they're gonna get get that number down. They've been working it down, and there's gonna be all these changes. That's the biggest thing of Trev's tenure, really, is yeah. um over the next 10 to 15 years, how you figure out how to change a 100 year old stadium, modernize it somehow, um, bring, bring the attendance number down. I, it's, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, you mentioned Iowa and Mike says, well, they don't fill the 76,000, whatever it is, but I'll tell you what, when those 35,000 fans go mild, <laughs> that stadium, <laughs> relax. <Yeah. laughs> No, I'm <laughs> silly. I, I, I totally see what you're saying, and, and that makes me, so I'm I'm actually in the South End Zone. My season tickets mm-hmm. are there, and Trev's tenure comes on my mind all the time because I'm like, okay, this he's going to shrink the stadium size down. He already did it. They, they got rid of seats. There used to be two seats in front of me that were never used, and now he made them wider, and mm-hmm. the seats disappeared. Yeah. So they're already shrinking the stadium, and then I heard the South Stadium renovations could happen, and to me, I'm like, okay this might be a perfect time for me to move to the North end zone or something. Cause I'm in the South end zone now. I'm like, okay, I'm I moved to North end zone. I might salvage me being a season ticket holder. Cause if I go to the South end zone, you know, it's going to go into construction. It might mm-hmm. be like a year project. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean that, that stadium was built when everybody was hundred, 145 pounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wasn't built for the 300 pound farm. It was, it was built. What during World War One when people were rationing their fucking food for the yeah. soldiers? That stadium yeah. was built for me, <laughs> right? Yeah, fifteen-year-old yes. boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do just want to say, like Nebraska ball, Casey Tomanaga. Like a, a few weeks ago, Mike, you and I were talking about this, and we're like, "Yeah, but Casey Tomanaga is not that guy for you, and he's not supposed to be." Well, he's he is that he's guy. Thirty, twenty-four, and, and twenty-two. 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that is that a good thing or bad thing that he's just like going off? I think it's like a good this. thing. I, I totally well, put my foot in my mouth in this situation because we said that. I'm like, Casey Tominaga cannot be your focal point of your offense. And then they shut me up real quick because on Saturday they found ways to create shots mm-hmm. for him. And I understand the Peter Pan aspect of it and where he's celebrating you're down 14. Like, dude, chill out Damn. a little bit. I get that. But on the, on the flip side, the guy is like, a very dynamic scorer. I thought maybe, okay, he's only a three-point guy. But then, like, the last few games, it's just been the creative shot ability, getting inside and, and scoring. And then, of course, you know, he's he's nails from the free-throw line. It, you have to find ways to get him the ball. And I, I had a blast the last two home games when he, put, he went for 30 mm-hmm. and 22. I just, I mean, we've had a, a great time. So. Well, the reason why I... Ask if it's a good thing because that's it's exactly where I'm going. No, I, I know yeah. because I saw your face. You looked at me like I was growing a third leg. Yeah, <laughs> underneath the table, and so like I'm looking at his game started, and he hasn't started that many games in his no. Nebraska career. And it's like, well, was this like always in him? But like, why didn't 
Fred notices. And why did he play a guy in number zero that it's like, well, you're not getting much out of him and you keep starting his ass. You ha- Apparently, there's the shiny new toy could it that's be- on the bench. And it's like, well, why didn't you play him earlier? I don't know. It's just a question I'm asking. Could it be attributed to the D word? Development? No. I, I don't you, know. I think he's always had it in him. You think Tomonaga's always had this? Yes. So, I mean, he literally played for, like, Japan in the 2020 Olympics. I mean, he's he's a very... Did Japan do well in those Olympics? <laughs> it's Japan and basketball. So, hey. So, no. Hey. He, you, Brian, hey, hey, what hey, do you hey, have? I'm just you, saying, Japan. Like, this kid, like, you, you can't write off the fact that he's developed over his time in Nebraska. You can't write that off. I'm not saying that development is what has led him to this point. Maybe, again, maybe he's always had that dog in him. Well, isn't he a Juco? He's a yeah. Juco guy. So it's like you're not developing Juco's, right? I don't know. Like, you get a Juco kind of knowing, you know, this I is what it, a, this I is think what it's I tricky that first year after Juco when you're getting used to just the length and the size of the Big Ten and how to get your shots off. And I do think, you know, he in the Olympics, Fred references today – um, like against Australia, which is like a top five team. That was the game where he went off. You might remember he had, he had like nine threes in that game and scored 30 some points. And I think he got a boost of confidence from that Olympics experience. Um, but the biggest thing about him the last few games is what he's doing, cutting and all that. Yes. Stuff. 100%. The ball. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, he's hitting the shots and, and they flopping they, like crazy, they, but yeah, they, they don't win they, that game. I mean, that 22 run in like five minutes, he had four of the, or the threes, you know, that, that they're not even within single digits in that game if, if he doesn't get hot. So, um, but I think it's a stu- He's got a nice two-man thing going with Derek Walker now, and it's something in a tough season with all the injuries where you've at least got sort of this, this fun, dynamic kid who just, you know, celebrates a little too much sometimes, but yes. you kind of you kind of uh, appreciate it too, and you can tell Hoiberg yeah. and, like, 20 years is going to still yeah. talk about how he coached this guy and how he's kind of a character. Yeah. Well, I said this to the boys the other day, like it's incredible watching Casey Tominaga have this much success against people. You, if you were to just put him on one floor and then like any of their other players, like the other teams players on the other floor, you, oh, he's going to get shit on all game. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, he's, and then he just goes out there and he's just throwing up threes and just knocking them down. Like it's so much fun to watch. Like I heard, yeah, I heard a Big Ten commentator say people underestimate him because he doesn't have that look to him. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Why don't you just say what you mean? Like you know what you're trying to say, right? I mean, like, look, you, you, he, he doesn't look like a basketball player. What do you mean? Just say it. Why are you beating around the bush? Yeah, you it, know, it, it's just fun to watch. Like you would just. You could just look at him and just kind of expect, like, <laughs> he's going up against dudes that are almost two times his size, it seems like, half the time, and yeah. he's just balling out. Like Japanese it's the best. Steph Curry, baby. Japanese yeah. Steph Curry. Yes. Yeah. That's all I got to say. And he, he looked like Steph Curry. In the last three games, he looked like Steph Curry. I mean, yeah. honestly. I mean, we'll say a poor man's version, but, I mean, we'll, we'll take it. I'll Japanese, take it all day. Japanese version. Okay. okay. Any, anything else that we want to touch on? No, I don't think so. Okay. Brian... <laughs> Yes. We do this with every guest. Please tell the listeners where they can find you, what you are doing, etc. Just go into it a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Talk about yourself. Yeah. Brian! Oh, I work at Husker247.com. They can go to the site. There's all sorts of stuff there. Husker247BC is the hashtag. 
That's all I got. That's, I'm not on no, TikTok. No, that's the at. Yeah, yeah the yeah, at, yeah. at it. Make You're sure you add it. Oh, boy. No, I'm not on TikTok um, with an account. Um, right. So it's just tw- just Twitter and just the website. That's where I'm at. Yeah. You got like 42,000 followers on Twitter. Like, well, you're doing I've all right. Been, I've been, I've been, a, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was there the first day Twitter came out. <laughs> Way before Musk. Yeah. Okay. No, that means you write good shit. Yeah. If yeah. you subscribe well, to, to 24-7 sports, you get a Paramount membership. There is, there is a Paramount membership that you get it. Uh, it's, it's. A little bit layered, but yes, you do it yeah. at a certain well, point. We, we have it. Yeah. So I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all that. And, of course, uh, the Big Ten is going to be connected with uh, CBS and Paramount. So there's that if, I, if I'm doing some selling here. but Good. I'll, I'll, you, I'll, as yeah, you should. Please do. This yourself. is your time. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to, like you said, brown nose earlier, but mm. I myself am a, a pretty regular listener of your guys' podcast. So just want to throw that out there. It is good. It's good stuff. I do enjoy listening to you guys talk. You guys have a. Much fancier setup than uh, I'm at my kitchen table and I have it. I'm right on the corner where I do our, our <laughs> podcast because there's a nice clock in our kitchen behind me and that, 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 that's it. So this is this is different for me. With like now, Brian, you might not know this reference, but you guys are saying that you are the basement podcast. Not oh, no. Ah! Yeah. damn. No, I get it. Yeah. No, we're doing we're it. But you guys are not the a basement podcast. Yeah, Scott Shanley referred clip to it, us clip as. Clip it. Yeah, we need to clip that. Uh, Scott Shanley <laughs> referred to us as a basement podcast, and this is actually the largest brewery in the state of Nebraska. So, mm. and then he blocked me on Twitter. Yes, he did. Yes, Son just for reference, bitch. you know, he was an outward critic of Matt Rule, and he's like, Ooh. I yeah. And so I we got up on a little of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he we, came after you, huh? Yeah, he came yeah. after us. Yeah. Well, we he came after him. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to give him the benefit. I mean, we came after him for his we told opinions. Him he was, we told him he was wrong, which he was. We told him he was wrong. No, we just wanted like, to validate listen, his, his no, facts. No, he's right. Yeah. We told him he was wrong. Which he was. And he was hashtag soft about it. Yeah. Yes. And then he blocked me on Twitter. Scott, if you're listening to this, I know you are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unblock me on Twitter. Be a man. <laughs> I just want you just got to come on. Come into the largest brewery in the state of Nebraska. I know you don't live here, but come into our basement. Come into come into the largest largest basement. We call. We said you were wrong. We know you hate us, but we want you on the pod. I would love it. Yeah. We are right. By we'll the give way. you free beer and tacos. So. Yeah. Yeah. We got <laughs> street tacos. Don't be soft. Yeah. Okay. Go to nbnrpodcast.com. You will find past episodes. You will find. Merch apparently. Mike is it's working back. on the merch. Mike tote is bags back. are back. I Mike's double checked that. Tote, tote bags. bags are back. Yes. Oh, Some people like the hat that I wear. If they're a wide receivers coach at a high school or a college, this is the mantra you should live by. So I think Mike will get those hats squared they're away. Already for they're, they're already there. They're already there. Go buy them. Yeah. Okay. At we're on Twitter at NBNR Podcast, TikTok NBNR Podcast, Facebook NBNR Podcast. Uh. Mike, Instagram. That's it. IG, yes. IG, yeah. We are always posting. I posted an Alex Gordon Wait, video today. What's our What's our handle on Instagram? And me and our podcast. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, quick thing about the Nebraska Podcast Awards Show. We are starting to roll in the the the, the people that are registering. Uh, right now, we've got like twelve podcasts kind of in there registered, and we're kind of sending out the the registered like announcements on Twitter. If you are interested in doing that. Please do it. It's going to be a great time. The first time ever we get the whole like Nebraska podcast community together. There's a ton of us all over Twitter. 
Um, so yeah, so it's going to be a good time. It'll be right here in the brewery. Um, and we're doing awards and all sorts of stuff, food, food. drinks. Yeah. So it's going to be a great time. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you check that out. You can find the registration at nbnrpodcast.com. And Kyle, if you're a listener and you just want to come see the awards, what, what does that cost the listener? It's absolutely free, it's Connor. Free? I'm, it's free. Hey, I'm glad you asked. It's free if you yeah. just want to come hang out. Jared will sign your tits for free. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will. Oh, that's crazy. Fucking yeah. zero is yeah. how much it costs. So even if you're you know you're not a fan of Nebraska podcast or Brian Christofferson, like you can come in here and hang out with your favorite podcast. Rude. Rude. How could you not yeah. be? A f- you know what? If you're not a fan of BC two four seven, it's not free. Uh, per- you should still show up, but I'm just saying. You should still show up. It's just not free. It's not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's it. Let's sign off. Okay. <laughs> Mike's like, please, please. Shoot me in the head. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cavillac. I'm Brian Christopherson. Thank you, sir. And as always, beat Minnesota and Colorado and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Yeah. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. <laughs> hey, got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs> <laughs>